0: Welcome to TALK, Teaching and Learning Consultation Skills. This is the TALK Talks podcast, helping everyone who sees patients to improve their consultation skills, to get better outcomes, and this approach can even increase your job satisfaction. This podcast concerns the module called TALC, Skills for Effective Information Gathering. And it refers to the specific chapter called Simple Steps to Powerful Listening 3. Can you spot the skills? This chapter has a focus on helping people to learn to understand what a consultation skill really is, how it's demonstrated in an actual consultation, and to also see how skills can be patchy and some skills might be missing altogether. This process is called skill spotting. Sometimes clinicians who wish to improve their consultations already understand the distinction between what they know about, which is their knowledge, and their know-how, which is their skills. For others, it might not be so easy to understand this being asked to improve your skills might be a slightly alien concept. If your previous education or training has really concentrated on what we call domainal knowledge, that means knowing that rather than knowing how. For example, knowing that all the treatments of diabetes are at your fingertips and you know what they all are may not mean that you know how to explain a new diagnosis of diabetes in a way that empowers the patient to make the appropriate lifestyle changes educators can help clinicians to recognise skills. This means that existing skills are recognised and praised and the need for new skills to be learnt can be highlighted. Sometimes people take their own skills for granted so skill spotting can also be a way to improve morale by identifying skills that are already in place and enabling recognition of skills that still need to be acquired Can also give people hope that they can move in the right direction, particularly if they've got an examination in prospect. The chapters Simple Steps to Powerful Listening, one, Storytelling for Attention and Memory, and two, How Can Video Stop Start Help You Hear in Three Dimensions, really focus largely on attending to what the patient is saying. But in this chapter, the focus is on what the clinician is saying or doing. In other words, the focus is on the clinician's skills. This approach works by encouraging participants to watch a video and observe closely the skills which are present and identify them clearly. Being able to name a skill or a skill set, for example building initial rapport or summarising at the end of one line of inquiry or breaking good news can help raise awareness of what new skills need to be acquired. This can help you to change your unknown unknowns into known unknowns. And if you have a known unknown, you can go off and make it into something that you do know about so that it's not unknown anymore. This is another way of saying that your unconscious incompetence needs to be changed to conscious incompetence, which is a trigger to new learning. It's usually useful to use a video that somebody has prepared beforehand for this, and it could be a video of an educator working. In a large group session, it's helpful to use one of the publicly available videos or perhaps the video of the educator themselves. Begin by checking how confident you are that you can identify skills in the consultation. What's it like when you see the list of possible skills to be used, for example, in a Calgary Cambridge guide which contains 71 skills? Very commonly, people feel really overwhelmed by this or a bit intimidated. People feel that it's unrealistic to have 71 skills used in every consultation. It's good to have the Calgary Cambridge Skills Guide available for everybody to consult. And there's a copy of this available in the resources in this module. However, the guide is a curriculum. It's not an assessment tool. It identifies the possible skills you might select from and it gives an indication of the range and scope of the skills that you might want to learn. Not every consultation requires every single one of the skills. It's important at this point, I would say, to remember that much of the information about learning consultation skills is still contained in books and it's useful to have a textbook to inform your learning. There's an interesting chapter in the module TALC Effective Methods for Teaching Consultation Skills called Is It Cheating to Look Things Up? An Open Book Technique for Speeding Up Learning, which talks in more detail about how to use textbooks effectively. When a consultation has been selected for viewing, it's going to be used so that people can identify the skills that the clinician is using in each section. It's usually best to stop the video at short intervals, so that all the skills can be identified. If you find yourself saying things like, oh, there's lots of active listening skills here, then really focus down and drill down those skills into specific examples. Do you really understand what active listening skills are? Are we talking about reflecting back, echoing or summarising? Identify any passive listening skills, such as open body language, people saying, mm-hmm, looking interested and so on. It's worth considering if you can identify which section of the consultation are you watching. Is this in the opening? Are we gathering information? Has the consultation already moved on to explanation planning? Or are we now closing the consultation? Are the skills being observed about building the relationship? Or are they structuring and signposting skills? This can be a way to do two things. Firstly, if the video shows the conversation looping between information gathering explanations and agenda gathering, agenda setting, it can sort of highlight a lack of structure. But also looking out for those structuring and signposting skills can help to raise awareness of how to keep the consultation flowing smoothly. If you're watching an educator's video, it can sometimes be especially useful to identify things which are not happening. For example, generally educators listen for longer and more intently. There is often a lot less repetition And effective consultations are structured without wasting a lot of time saying things like, may I ask you some more questions? Most patients expect to be asked questions. It's only really necessary to introduce that if you want to start asking very embarrassing or difficult questions when it might be necessary to simply say, I need some information that some people find embarrassing. Can I ask you, for example, and then take a sexual history or something similar? If possible, educators can use specific skilled consultations to demonstrate what is needed and it's worth either keeping consultations with the permission of the patient or using some of the publicly available ones. This skill spotting approach can also be used when educators and learners do joint educator and clinician consultations. In a live joint consultation, there are so many skills to consider, it can be difficult to follow them all. Sometimes it's better to ask the person observing to focus on one or two key skills. So, for example, notice when and how the clinician uses summarising or notice what the educator does when picking up clues and cues. Or maybe focusing on the skills of building the clinician-patient relationship. Notice any relationship building, especially empathic comments. It's useful for the observer to make notes of these for discussion afterwards. You really sit down and focus on the skills. What do you learn? Some skills are easier to spot than others. Some skills might be missing. Which skills does the clinician or the observer think they need to focus on developing next? Developing skills bit by bit, one at a time, is a far more effective way than trying to improve everything all at once. When you've identified the skill you want to learn, find the resources in the TALP modules which will help you to learn it. Try it out in subsequent consultations and get some feedback. This is the most effective way to improve your consultation skills and is a helpful way to continue throughout your professional career. This podcast was brought to you by NHS Professional Educators, making training available to all.